Back on Get Up before we start a new hour, we got this tweet from Stephen A. this morning. OMG, what on earth is Damian Woody wearing on Get Up this morning? Clearly, my big bro needs tips. I'm here for you, bro. Ryan Clark, our bro needs you. D. Wood, what have you to say in response? Listen, man, it, it, someone's always, he's always trying to hate on me because he, he's clearly been, been noticing that I've stepped my game up. So you can hate on the big fella all you want, but I know how to pull this off. That's right. What do you think of this, Dominique? Yeah, I think Damien looks great, but I think the funny thing is when you read Stephen A's tweet, it's clear that Stephen A recognizes that he don't have no style because he didn't say, I'm going to help you. He said, Ryan, come help him out because I don't know what I'm right, doing either. So right. it suggests that, that Ryan need to help Stephen A out too. Everybody call Ryan and get, and help, and get some tips. <laughs> he does say my big bro needs tips. Oh, I'm here for you, bro. Okay, fair yeah. enough. One way or another, I think you look sensational. No, I appreciate you, brother. Sensational. Yeah. With that, we say we welcome you back live to Get Up. We're at the Seaport. We're brought to you by Grey Goose. And we've got sneaky, huge news this morning from our nation's capital. The Commanders are hiring Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator. Where did he spend last year? He was USC's quarterbacks coach and senior offensive analyst. Who did he work with? He worked with Caleb Williams, the projected number one overall pick in this year's draft. You don't need me to speculate about this because Adam Schefter is already doing it on Twitter. Let the speculation begin. Cliff Kingsbury coached Caleb Williams last season. Williams was a standout quarterback at Gonzaga High School in Washington. The commanders currently hold the number two overall pick and are in striking distance of the number one pick that belongs to Chicago. And then just to add a little more, here's Caleb Williams with perfect, plausible deniability, posting congratulations to his friend and former coach. My dog, congrats, in the Washington Commanders shirt. You notice, not in a USC shirt, but in the Commanders shirt. Fascinating to follow all of this. Are we connecting? Look, I live to connect dots. That this is my, there's nothing on earth I love more than connecting dots. But does it feel like there really is something to be following here to you, Dominique Foxworth? Yeah, I mean, I think Cliff Kingsbury has a long track record, and I think he definitely deserves to coach in the NFL. But it's surprising for it to happen right now and for a team that is very close and in position to get Caleb Williams. I don't think it's a reach to suggest that Caleb, that Cliff Kingsbury got hired in part because of his proximity to Caleb Williams. And we've all been talking this morning about how important it is for Caleb Williams to have a good start to his career and be in a location where he's very comfortable. It would suggest that he'd be comfortable with his dog in Washington in the city mm -hmm. that he grew up in and with the coach <laughs> that he just finished playing with. So it, I don't think it's much of a reach and for Adam Schefter to say let the speculation begin I think it's fine for us to consider this a possibility that Caleb Williams could force his way to DC well Dan let, let's continue yes. to pour gasoline on that Please. fire because when I went to sleep on Friday night Cliff Kingsbury was going to be the offensive coordinator of the Raiders correct and now all of a sudden he isn't that feels like yeah. it is an interesting part of this so the uh, Dan Quinn hire happened on on what Friday Right, so that was. It's possible that he was talking to the Raiders, not knowing that Quinn was going to go. Look, it, it's perfectly fine to connect these dots. There has been a, a thought out there for a while now that that Washington would want to try and make a run at Caleb Williams, uh, and this would certainly help uh, if they are able to get him. The, the key thing to remember is it's not necessarily up to them, right? If the Bears, who have the pick, 
view Caleb Williams as a transformational franchise quarterback prospect, they're probably going to take him. Now, to the point Dominique made earlier, maybe Caleb Williams doesn't want that, and maybe he puts it out there. So, so look, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to connect these dots. I know new ownership in Washington would love to make a splash like this. There's no question about it. He's a local kid. Bring him home. I, I think it's going to continue until we see either a trade made or that draft pick made. I think it's worth repeating. You mentioned it earlier, but for the audience just joining us, these conversations were out there four years ago at the oh, yes. top of the draft, right? Joe Burrow, when Joe Burrow was coming out, the Bengals had the one pick. They heard from teams. The Miami Dolphins were talking about going up to get Joe Burrow. Other teams as well, uh, and the Bengals just said no. It, it, this is the guy, and, and they were right, right? He was the quarterback that, that rejuvenated their franchise, or in their case, just Juvenated their franchise. Like it wasn't when they read about it. But but that's right. and, He's a juvenator. And, and the Bears certainly need a quarterback like that. The only team in league history that's never had a four thousand yard passing season from a quarterback. Uh, so they've been starved for it for a while. But I, I think they're they're probably going to be looking at all possibilities. Yeah, look, I mean and, and it feels worth reminding everyone all these conversations took place then. Should yeah. Cincinnati trade the pick? Should, Should Burrow not want to go there? Are other teams? Should yep. Burrow not want to go there? All of this happened, and two years later, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. Right. So maybe, maybe none of this happens, and Caleb Williams in Chicago winds up being a very happy marriage. We will have to wait and see. How do you feel about it, D. Wood? I mean, listen, all you, had to, all you had to do is follow the tea leaves. We've already connected the dots, obviously. Cliff Kingsbury being at USC, coaching Caleb Williams, then going to the Washington Commanders, and them, you know, trying to make a splash. Yes, all of that, just you can connect the dots easily. But I think the biggest thing here is what Grimes was talking about, the Chicago aspect. Like, if you view, if you view Caleb Williams as transforma- you know, transformational, you're yeah. going to pick him. Like, you t- we, we sat on the set all morning and basically said that the Chicago Bears haven't had a quarterback worth a damn in their, in their in basically in their in their in their history. As a first only time. in about a century, the, right? In, in a, about a century, yeah, in a yeah. hundred years. So, would you really, for the second year in a row, trade the number one pick? They had the number one pick last year, and they traded out of it. Would you do it again this year with a quarterback that most people say is that type of is that type of dude? So we've got. If you're the Bears right now, Dominique, it feels to me like you have three options. One of them is deciding, I'm sticking with Justin Fields, so I'll trade the number one pick for whatever the biggest haul I can get is from anywhere. The second option is, I've decided I like one of the other quarterbacks in this draft a lot. Quarterbacks are overwhelmingly likely to go one, two, and three in this year's draft. It is likely to go Caleb Williams followed by Drake May and Jaden Daniels in either order. That, 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 there's an uncertainty there. If you're the Bears and you love one of those guys, now you can make a trade back a spot or two, maybe still get the guy that you like and add additional to it. And the third option is the easiest one, which is you stay right where you are and you draft Caleb Williams. But, Nick, that feels to me like the three options they have right now. Those are three clear options, but the answer is not clear because let me remind you that we have C.J. Stroud, who is set to be one of the best quarterbacks in football. He wasn't the first overall pick. So if there's somebody in the draft that you are convinced is as good or better than Caleb Williams, you could end up with the better player and more draft capital. That's a risk that I wouldn't be willing to take, but if you really believe in what you're doing, and Ryan Poles, it seems, does, then that's a decision that they could potentially make. But 
I've never been in the business of passing up on guys whose names are already in conversations with Patrick Mahomes and John Elway type of player, his style of play. So I think that's the decision that they should make and that's the decision that they will make. But that's why it all falls back on Caleb Williams because it becomes his decision. And I do think given that he has the ability that previous quarterbacks haven't had, and that is to continue to make money that he's already been making in college. Like, it's not a much of a hardship for Caleb Williams to go back to doing Dr. Pepper and Nissan ads all week mm-hmm. and playing another year in college. I, I think he has a lot more leverage than any quarterbacks had in recent history coming into the draft. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating point. He's the first transformational prospect in the NIL era. So he's the first one Mm -hmm. who stands maybe not to make as much money, but to make an enormous amount of money without going to the league. Yeah. So, I mean, how that factors that's into lev- this, no, we that's don't know, leverage. but that's leverage. Right. If I don't want to play, if, if and again, we don't know. We don't know that he doesn't want to play for the Bears. He may, the Bears may be his dream destination. He may play there 20 years. But if uh-huh. hypothetically he didn't want to play for the Bears, he has some leverage. I could go back. I'll be fine. Look, I, I need to say this again. For those around the country who don't know the situation well, and if you're mad at me in Chicago for saying it, it yet the Bears have no one to blame but themselves. The Bears have absolutely whiffed, if you will, on the development of back-to-back high draft pick quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky and Justin Fields. And the primary reason, in my opinion, was the total lack of stability. They kept John Fox in place, even though everyone knew he was a lame duck coach. When they drafted Mitch Trubisky, he wound up being there for one year, and then they fired him. And now immediately you're changing systems, changing coordinators. It just started Trubisky off in a terrible way. Fast forward. They did the exact same thing by keeping Matt Nagy as their head coach when they drafted Justin Fields. Everybody knew that he was a lame duck. If they had a bad season, he was going to get fired. Of course he did. In comes Eberflus, and here we find ourselves again. The Bears fire basically their entire staff after the season ends, but keep the head coach in place. And now they're going to draft Caleb Williams. Let's just live this through. Have a bad year. They're going to fire him, too. So Caleb Williams is looking at a situation where I'm going to be in two offenses, two systems, with a, with a coach who didn't draft me, and people who are So if he doesn't want to be there, the Bears organization has no one but itself, in my opinion, to blame for that. What do you think of that, Neek? Yeah, I think that Iberflus actually is a pretty good coach, and it might work out. That's a possibility. But I do think that the situation there is very unstable, and it's been for a while. You want to go somewhere with some stability. The sad part is you're looking at Washington, which they have a new owner, but this has been an incredibly (laughs) unstable situation too. So just because they got a new coach and Dan Quinn and your your college coordinator, college uh, quarterback coach, I'm not sure that that situation is much better. They do have receiver McLaurin, but you got DJ Moore in Chicago. Uh, The real important thing, I think, is building up an offensive line to protect this quarterback. I'm not sure that either team you feel all that great about the way that the offensive line is set up right now. So getting the draft capital to do that and hopefully being in a division where you have a little bit of time to grow would be a great situation. But the same way that these teams don't know that Caleb Williams is going to be the the, um, franchise-changing prospect that he projects to be, he doesn't know that these teams are going to be as bad or as good as we sit up here and project them to be. Fair enough, but it's a known quantity. Hold on, I mean, in in Washington, Dan Quinn has a track record as a head coach of the NFL. He took a team to a Super Bowl. Success. Cliff Kingsbury was his coach, directly his coach in college. He knows who he is. Dan Quinn also isn't going into a lame duck season where if things go badly, he is overwhelmingly likely to get fired. I I, I don't want to – 
I don't think that we should. Dan Snyder's not the owner in Washington anymore. Things might change. Again, maybe they don't. But we, you've got, you know exactly what the story is in Chicago. I wouldn't have thought Frank Reich was in a lame duck season when they drafted Bryce Young a year ago. I mean, like, you don't know. No, I understand that. I think that. to your point, right, the comfort level, if you know Kingsburg, yes, you could talk yourself into that being a, a better situation because of the familiarity. But... To, to make your plans based on that, I think, is a mistake. Dominique is absolutely correct. New ownership in Washington, we give them the benefit of the doubt, but new ownership doesn't always mean stability. Listen, I, if I'm looking at the two, the, the two situations, Chicago has a lot of things going for it, to be honest with you. Look yeah. at the assets that the Chicago Bears have. Mm-hmm. They got multiple draft picks. They got the most cap space in the league. They got like, DJ Moore. They got DJ Moore. Uh-huh. The defense turned around, you know, in the second half of the season last year. So there's momentum with Chicago. It's just the whole point, and it's a and it's a great point that you bring up, Greeny, that make. Iberflus could be – he's a lame duck coach. Yeah. The, the, uh, Matt Miller, who will join us in about 20 minutes, has his mock draft that just dropped this morning. He has the Bears taking Caleb Williams at one. That's Carolina's pick. He has them taking Olu Fashionu, who is the offensive tackle who predicts to be a stud yeah, from right. Penn State with number nine. Mm-hmm. So we will see. Coming up, we're kicking off Super Week. The big rollers have rolled into Vegas. All eyes are on the QBs. Let's see how that turns out. We'll start the countdown. And speaking of Super Bowls and counting it down, I've got the definitive list. Today's green list, the five greatest Super Bowl games ever on the way. Get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Back on Get Up and let's give it up for our man Dan Orlovsky, the quarterback of our team took part in the precision passing drill at the Pro Bowl games. And look at him. He won this thing. Yeah. The, the highest score by any actual quarterback, active quarterbacks, 
where C.J. Stroud with 26 points and Baker Mayfield with 24. Dan had 27. How about that? Look at that. I am not surprised that Orlovsky showed up more determined to win this thing than he did. That does not surprise me in the slightest. I am proud of Dan. Come on. How about that? Anik, what do we say about this? No, I, I like to give my friends a hard time and make fun of them and all that sort of stuff, but I, I can't in this situation. No. It's really impressive. Good job. Yeah. Fortunately, there are no pass rushers because we understand you get a different version oh. of every nice? quarterback oh, when the pass rushers are coming. <laughs> every quarterback. You can't just let every the guy have his moment. That's not in Nick's nature. I'm telling you right now. All right, let's talk about the quarterbacks playing this weekend. Patrick Mahomes along with Travis Kelsey getting off the plane in Vegas 827 Eastern time last night. Brock Purdy and the Niners arrived and out an hour later. Let's get some Super Bowl first impressions as we start counting it down to Super Bowl 58. Nick, what is your first impression of the big game? Yeah, I think it's really important to find out what Steve Spagnola is going to try to take away. Uh, you can't take everybody away, but I'd be interested to see what he thinks is the most important part of their offense. And my guess is probably going to be CMC. Is try to take him away in not just the running game, but the running game in the passing game. And aggressively doing that does open up some running lanes for Brock Purdy and opens up the middle of the field for Debo Samuel. So that chess match. Should be interesting. Chess match, excuse me, should be interesting. First impression, uh, uh, D. Wood, where's this game being decided? Where it always is, by the line of scrimmage. You've got to talk, you know, you look at the 49ers. They've had trouble stopping the run in the playoffs, okay? How are the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, particularly their tackles, how are they going to deal with with Nick Bosa and company? So, I think those are going to be two big factors in this game. And then Graziano, first impression, who's a player you have your eye closely on? Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, for a lot of the same reasons D. Wood was just talking about, this was a 49ers team that acted like run defense was optional in the (laughs) NFC Championship game. I'm curious to see if Pacheco gets going or if they have something to stop him that they didn't for those Detroit running backs before Detroit itself decided to stop them. That's exactly right. The Lions coaching staff stopped their own running game way before San Francisco's defense did, so we'll see if Pacheco is able to have a big day or if it's Travis Kelsey or if it's Rasheed Rice. But all eyes, of course, will be on Patrick Mahomes. And and each day this week, we will set aside different angles as we work our way towards Super Bowl 58. And the only place to start has to be with Patrick Mahomes, for whom this is another opportunity to, to add to the resume that may, by the time he's done, wind up being the greatest that we've ever seen. And, and Dominique, this feels like a big one because I think you could make a pretty good argument this has been Mahomes' best run to the Super Bowl ever. They've all been really impressive. Even the time when he lost to the Super Bowl and the time when he lost in the NFC, excuse me, the AFC Championship game. But last year I felt like was the most impressive because it was a, a version of the team that we hadn't seen. And it was what I thought was a re, kind of a retooling year. They're going to move on from Tyreek Hill and then try to rebuild this offensive line and understand and kind of figure out who they're going to be going forward. And they went and won the damn Super Bowl anyway. And then this season, they had the lowest points throughout the course of the season uh, that we've seen during the Patrick Mahomes run. And we thought that they were really in real trouble. And then they go into the playoffs and beat the uh, the Dolphins and then beat Josh Allen and then beat Lamar Jackson and then will beat the 49 if they win in this game beating the number one seed on both sides of the the league, it'd be amazing if Patrick Mahomes and that defense is able to do that this time. Look, I mean, and, and to, just to sort of amplify some of the points you made, 
They beat the presumptive MVP on the road in this run. Yes. And another quarterback who is going to finish high in the voting and will likely win an MVP at some point in his career, or at least has a chance to in Josh Allen. But I want to ask you this question. There was a moment in time in this season where in consecutive weeks, the Chiefs lost heartbreaking games because Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped a ball right in his hands and Kadarius Toney blatantly lined up offsides. Mm -hmm. The fact that they went from that to where they are now with this offense looking so much better than it did at that point, how much credit for that goes to the quarterback himself? How much credit does Mahomes get for that offense looking so much better the last two weeks? He gets a lot of credit because if you remember when, when, when MVS dropped that, dropped that one pass, mm-hmm. I remember in the postgame where, where Patrick Mahomes talked about maybe I could have you know, thrown it a little bit better, even yeah. though it was an absolute dime. But I think it more so speaks to the trust factor, right? Like, there's no one coming to save you. You know, there's no move that you're going to make that's going to magically make things better. It's literally a trust thing that Patrick Mahomes probably thought in his head, listen, I just got to keep just keep giving it to these guys. And at some point, these guys are going to get better. Well, guess what? They have gotten better at the right exact time in the season. Danny. Yeah, a lot of times the champion is the team that does the best job of solving its problems mm-hmm. along the way. Very rarely do you get a team that cruises to the Super Bowl. I mean, last year's Eagles, right? Like, just kind of sailed right in, didn't get tested a whole lot. These Chiefs were tested, and they stuck to what they knew, and they figured out what they were good at and decided to lean on that. And right now, they're playing the best football they've played all year. They are also so well-coached, Kansas City, yes, in so are. many different ways. Let's play a game of more or less. This is the QB edition as we work our way towards uh, the, uh, the game on uh, Sunday. Dominique, Patrick Mahomes, more or less 259.5 passing yards against San Francisco. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with more just because it's Patrick Mahomes. I think during this playoff run, he's been much more conservative. They've been uh, trying to manage the games more than let Patrick Mahomes go after it without those receivers. But this is the Super Bowl, and I expect Patrick Mahomes to show up and take the shots that he needs to to uh, put this team in position to win. How about the the end zone shots? D. Wood, Mahomes, more or less one and a half passing touchdowns. I want to go more here. Listen, Mahomes is playing his best ball at the right time. It seems like the the, the trust that he has in his receivers, particularly, you know, Travis Kelsey, is just at at the – everything is going right at the right time for this this team. And so I I expect him to have his best game of the year. In the best moment. See what the defense takes away from him. How about the other side, Graziano? Brock Purdy, more or less 244 and a half passing yards. I'm going to say less. I just really believe in, in what Steve Spagnuolo and this Chiefs defense are doing and have done all year. We've seen Spagnuolo be able to scheme up game-winning game plans in the Super Bowl, in the postseason. Since he's been in Kansas City, he's never had a defense this good personnel-wise. I think it could be a real showcase for what Kansas City's been doing all year on defense. I do not forget that ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN and the only place you will find exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download today. What a play. Coming up, the Bears quarterback decision just got a little bit more complicated last night. What should Chicago do? There's one question they must answer for themselves. And I think Matt Miller might know that answer. He'll join us next. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. 
But did you know that Shopify could do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash get up, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash get up to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash get up. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. In 1946, Marion Motley and Bill Willis were two of the first African Americans to play pro football. They went on to win five consecutive championships with the Browns. But it was their perseverance that helped convince Brooklyn Dodgers general manager Branch Rickey that Jackie Robinson could break baseball's color barrier the very next year. We continue on Get Up, and this morning on ESPN Plus, you can find Matt Miller's latest NFL mock draft. This one coming off of all the action at the Senior Bowl, and he still has, Matt, you still have Caleb Williams at number one. That's right, Green. Caleb Williams is still the best player in this draft class, even though we haven't seen him play football since late November. The arm strength, the field vision, there's some Patrick Mahomes, there's some Aaron Rodgers with the way he plays quarterback. Now, he's got to clean up things like fumbles. That was a big issue for him the last two years at USC, but we are talking about a special talent as a thrower of the football and someone who also perfectly meshes with today's brand of football in the NFL. With Shane Waldron here as the offensive coordinator, I think Williams would be able to thrive. You've got good wide receiver and DJ Moore, a very good tight end in Cole Komet and an up-and-coming offensive line after getting Darnell Wright last year in the top 10 out of Tennessee to play right tackle. So Ryan Poles, the general manager, you want to reset the quarterback clock. Williams is the way you do that. Number two overall, the Washington Commanders. We hate they have an offensive coordinator now, so the speculation and the fun can begin. But I think Drake May is someone, when we get to the NFL scouting combine, we're going to talk about him the way we did C.J. Stroud last year. He's going to put on a surgical performance in the passing workouts at the scouting combine and is someone that I think will secure that number two quarterback spot, even though there is pretty tight competition this year with the guy who's going number three overall to the New England Patriots. That is Jaden Daniels. We don't know who the the GM is in New England. I don't know if I called them right now. Who's even answering the phone? But they have to get a quarterback. Jaden Daniels is dynamic. 50 total touchdowns last year. Rushed for over 1,200 yards in the SEC. There's going to be questions about, oh, is he a one-year wonder? He was a little bit skinny at times, but if you can hold 
hold up in the SEC. You can hold up in the NFL. His downfield passing, guys, is the best of any quarterback in this draft class. So the Patriots find the right guy at quarterback here. All right, so th- those three players in every mock draft that you find are one, two, and three. Sometimes we'll see the second and third quarterbacks. They're flipped in the order. And then you see the rest of Matt's top ten there. You see the, re- the run-on receivers would begin with, with Marvin Harrison and then Neighbors and Adunze. And then the tackles start coming with the corner mixed in between. Just the only defensive player that you see there in your top ten, Terry and Arnold, uh, at corner. In the meantime, Adam Schefter tweeted this last night, and we've been on this all morning, Matt. Let the speculation begin with Cliff Kingsbury hired as Washington's offensive coordinator. He coached Caleb Williams last season. Williams was a standout quarterback at Gonzaga High School in Washington, D.C. The commanders have that second pick. They're in striking distance of the first pick, which belongs to Chicago. And adding to this is Jaden Daniels himself, excuse me, Caleb Williams himself, posting on Instagram, my dog congrats about Cliff Kingsbury and Maybe noticeably, maybe not. That's a picture of Kingsbury wearing a Washington shirt, not a USC. Do you, do you think Caleb did the Photoshop himself? Or I might pull that off the web. Nobody found it. Yeah. And the point is, I'm sure he had pictures of him wearing a USC shirt Probably. if he wanted to post that. So, so, Matt, here's the conversation we've been having. If you're the Bears, there are three things that you could be thinking right now. Before we get into whether or not Caleb Williams wants to be there. You could be thinking Caleb Williams is just overwhelmingly the best player in this draft. He's a generational prospect. I'm taking him at one, and that's the end of the conversation. You could be thinking I'm going to build around Justin Fields, trade that first pick, and get a treasure trove of of, uh, draft capital in response and build a great team around him. And then there's the third option, which is, yes, I think Caleb Williams is excellent, but I love Drake May. Or I love Jaden Daniels, and I would be just about as happy getting that guy at number two. So I'll move back a spot and add a bunch of other things to the draft. So my question for you, Matt, as the draft analyst is, could you see any way to legitimize that feeling that, that May or Daniels are close enough to Caleb Williams that you could say, you know what, I'd be just as happy getting that guy? Absolutely, because it's not a comparison of let's compare Drake May to Caleb Williams. It's let's compare Drake May plus two to three more first-round picks to Justin or to Caleb Williams. And so I think that's the, the spot here. If you trade from one to two, let Washington take Caleb Williams. You take Drake May, but you're going to get draft capital from Washington. You're also then going to turn around and trade Justin Fields for a second-round pick. And we saw Ryan Poles attempt to do this last year, so there's precedent. They didn't want to go from one to nine. They wanted to go from one to two. And then restart the conversation about trading back one more time. It didn't work out that way. Uh, But I do think there is a conversation to be had. Those are going to pick up later this month at the Combine of, what if we just go back to two and take Drake May? What can we get from Washington? Can we get a first-rounder plus a player like Jonathan Allen? A defensive tackle is a huge need for Chicago. John Allen has already said, I'm not hanging out here for a rebuild again. Trade me to a contender. So maybe we don't think Chicago is a contender right now. Maybe John Allen wouldn't be that happy with that landing spot. But that is a huge need for Chicago. So I think Ryan Poles has done a great job of executing some of these trades already in his young career as a GM. This has to be on the table for him. Allen's old teammate Montez Sweat is in Chicago now, and they've re-signed him long-term. And it's worth reminding those who are not paying close attention over the weekend that they may be waking up today saying, wait a minute, I thought Cliff Kingsbury was going to the Raiders. Something happened there. Something did happen there. Well, look, Dan Quinn got hired on Friday, so it's possible Kingsbury was talking to the Raiders not knowing Quinn was going to get the job, and maybe, you know, Quinn has said, if I get a job, you're my guy. We we don't know. But the point is, 
it was a reversal. He was down the road with Las Vegas, and now he's he works in Washington. So uh, Washington sitting there at number two gives us license to connect these dots. And there are lots of dots to connect. And it's possible Washington knows it can go up to one. It's possible Washington just knows it's going to try and go up to one. But either way, they're going to end up with a quarterback at the top of the draft, and they wanted Kingsbury to be the guy that coaches them. And D, so D Wood, as you see all of this here, what's your number one takeaway from it? We're calling it sneaky big news this morning. The Kingsbury hiring seems as though it adds at least a little bit of intrigue to the process. Yeah, I mean, you, you can really connect the dots here with the Washington Commanders as it relates to Caleb Williams, who's a who's a that's a hometown you know guy mm-hmm. from the Washington D.C. area. So there's a lot of intrigue there. But you know, the thing that I, that I think about with the Chicago Bears, right? Like we always talk about the, the draft, how it's a crapshoot. How's a crapshoot? Like, you don't know from pick right. to pick, like, what these guys are going to do. So the Bears, in literally in consecutive drafts, can add so much draft capital and really kind of follow the 49ers model where they've, like, literally added all these draft picks and you start accumulating players. Now you build, you're building a real team regardless of who the quarterback is. And they'll still have, you know, the second or third pick yeah. and have one of the high, one of the high quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, 49ers, you just get your franchise quarterback with the last pick of the draft. That's right. No problem. <laughs> That's right. Trade up, take a guy number three overall, have him completely flame yeah. out, but have Brock, Pur- uh, Brock Purdy sitting in your – and then, and then uh, Nick, I want you to bring up to Matt the other possibility in all of this because there's the two things running on parallel tracks, and that is what Caleb Williams may, I underline may, think about all of it. Yeah, we're talking about all these decisions that the teams have to make. But Caleb, I think, frankly, has the most power in this situation. He can go back to his penthouse in L.A. and continue to beat up on kids in college (laughs) while making millions of dollars. Like, if he doesn't like the teams that are at the top of this situation. So, I'm not sure. We haven't heard Caleb come out himself and say what he wants. But it would be interesting to see what he does in this situation and when he finally weighs in. Matt, what are the – you talk to everybody. What are people saying about that possibility? I would tell you, it's something that lives a lot more online and on television than it does in NFL circles right now. But it's worth noting, Caleb has not officially hired an agent to handle his contract right now, his rookie contract. His dad is very involved in the process. So there's not an agent right now that I can call up guys and say, hey, how does Caleb feel about Chicago? You know, they have nice penthouses downtown in Chicago. Would he like mm-hmm. one of those too? So there's, there's not that point person right now. So it will be Caleb and his family communicating with the Chicago Bears. But I know, like, Ryan Poles is a young very charismatic general manager. I could see how he and Caleb Williams would hit it off and, and to sell to him. You can bring football back to Chicago. We haven't been good here in a long time. You could bring football back to Chicago. Whereas with Washington, we've already seen Ben Johnson maybe get cold feet dealing with the Washington commander. So we can't just pretend like because Caleb's from the suburbs of Washington, D.C. that he wants to go to that organization that has also had its fair share of issues. Obviously, new ownership there, new general manager in Adam Peters, but neither team is exactly a great situation for a young quarterback. Look, at the end of the day, the way the thing is structured, Dominique, the best team in the league isn't going to be picking number one. You can wait forever, and you're not by definition, you're not or you're ridiculously unlikely to be going to a team that isn't bad. So you have to take a chance somewhere, right, Neek? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the best quarterbacks in football are the ones that start out in good situations. So this is a huge moment for Caleb Williams. And as we talk about all these other ways he can move himself to D.C., the more we think about it or the more we talk about it, I feel like the Bears is probably a better situation for him given the capital that they have to help continue to rebuild this line. They have a number one receiver. The only thing that's hanging over the Bears situation is their recent history well, their 100-year history of futility <laughs> at the quarterback position and their recent history and mismanagement of, I guess, the, the coaching staff around that. That's not pretty, but if you look at the talent and the perspective going forward, I think Chicago actually yeah. probably feels like a better situation than Washington for uh, Caleb. Then give Matt Eberflus a contract extension. Then commit to him being your coach <laughs> yes. long term if you want to do that. Otherwise, you are you if you're if I'm Carl Williams, which is Caleb's dad, whom I've met, he's a he is heavily involved, and I would feel good about that if I were Caleb because um, he, just in the conversation I had with him and Michael Wilbon sitting in a restaurant one time, um, he has been studying closely all the way. The bottom line of it is, if you go to a place, Matt, where the coach does not have long term stability and job security then you're looking at a place where twice before in the last six years you've had coaches get fired after the rookie seasons of highly drafted quarterbacks, and that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's, it's the Bryce Young recipe. And especially where you go, if you go somewhere with a defensive-minded head coach, Matt Eberflus is, you always have to worry about, hey, if I do a good job, my offensive coordinator is going to get hired away, which, you know, teams like Houston and Detroit avoided that this year. But that's that's always a concern. And I'm sure, you know, like you said, Carl Williams is very well-versed in what's going on in the NFL draft and in the NFL world and how that can affect his son. He is He's learning how this all works. And so I'm sure that is something that they're having those conversations. But I'll reiterate, I have not heard from anyone who is – closely connected to Caleb Williams who said hey we don't want to go to Chicago that speculation has existed even back before we knew the Bears were going to have the first overall pick it's been out there I don't know who started it they've done a fantastic job of putting this into the minds of people but as of now Caleb Williams and his family have never said that we're not going to go there I think in fact when he declared for the draft he said he was excited to go wherever he's picked and is looking forward to playing right and 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 one more reminder all these conversations took place about Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. Oh, is he going to force his way out of there? Is he not going to want to go yeah. there? And, of course, he has completely rejuvenated, or as you said, just juvenated that entire <laughs> franchise. Matt Miller's mock draft right now up on ESPN+. Plus. It's excellent. Matt, I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much for this. In the meantime, as we continue, Dean Wood sharing his favorite Super Bowl memory. Whoa. Will that game make my list? Today's green list of the five best Super Bowls ever. I got my list coming up. And Sneaky Hembo and Graziano, first battle of the week. Which Super Bowl featured the most Hall of Fame players? Players who actually played in the game. I love this question. The answer is next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So Graziano's smug confidence, I think, is not going to sit well with Hembo, but I think he's earned the right. So the question is, which Super Bowl featured the most players, players actually played in the game, who subsequently made it to the Hall of Fame? Super Bowl 13 is famous for this. It was the Steelers-Cowboys game that had 17 Hall of Fame players participate. Both head coaches are in the Hall of Fame. The answer is, ironically enough, I think that's Taylor Swift's favorite number. 13. That's correct. I mean, you are a machine. That is absolutely wow. right. It is Super Bowl 13. It was, it was yeah, if you're logo. keeping score, it was the first of the Steeler-Cowboy matchups. Yeah. Right? They, they met in two Super Bowls. That one had 16 mm. Hall of Famers, as did a game between Dallas and Miami and Pittsburgh and Minnesota. But 17 is the record, and that is correct. Uh, and so we see the score there is Graziano 7, Hembo 4. That is really remarkable. All right, let me do my today's green list. So I'm going to do a green list, Super Bowl-related green list for you every single day this week. And I'll start it with the greatest Super Bowl games of all time, the top five best games in Super Bowl history. And I'll take it both based upon what happened on the field and the magnitude of the game. At number five, I will put the Jets upset in Super Bowl three. They were an 18-point underdog. This was at a time the AFL had been blown out in the first two games. Kurt Gowdy, who called the game, said the commissioner told him there was anxiety if there was another lopsided game, they would have to scrap the Super Bowl or create a new formula for it. So that's the only reason there is a Super Bowl today. At number four, the 28-3 game. They were down 28-3, and then Tom Brady happened. Five consecutive scoring drives. He went 26 of 33 for 284 yards, and that night became the greatest quarterback of all time, supplanting the man who was at number three. Super Bowl 23 is third on my green list. Montana to Taylor with three minutes remaining. This team was 92 yards away from winning. And Joe Montana led them 11 plays, 92 yards, and threw the touchdown to John Taylor. That was the game that made Montana the greatest quarterback of all time. At number two, probably the best game 
Steelers 27, Cardinals 23. The James Harrison pick six at the end of the half. The Santonio Holmes incredible catch from Ben Roethlisberger in the final minute. Sandwiched around that, Larry Fitzgerald continuing to be the greatest postseason performer in any given season we'd ever seen. I think that was the best Super Bowl game we ever saw. But the most important was the Giants knocking off the unbeaten Patriots. This game rewrote history. It's the David Tyree game. And then Eli throws the touchdown that wins it to Plaxico Burris. If New England wins that game, they are the greatest team of all time. Ask Teddy Bruschi, ask Tom Brady, ask any of those guys. They will never get over having lost that game because of what it meant. And so in that regard, I think it is the greatest Super Bowl game of all time. So there's my list based upon all the different factors. Super Bowl three, there would be no more Super Bowl without it. The Brady game, the greatness of Montana, the greatness of the game on the field between the Steelers and Cardinals, and then at number one, the Patriots bid for perfection getting knocked off. What do you think, D. Wood? Pretty good list. I would say that the Super Bowl three was the most important game as, as it relates to the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Without that game, there would be no merger of the AFL. I contemplated putting it at number one, and I was afraid I would get blowback because I'm a Jet fan. That's, I was yeah. afraid people will say that that was just a pure homer pick. No, no. I think anyone who understands the history of the game understands what – you know, what Joe Namath and the Jets did, what it meant to the, the history of the National Football League. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm changing it up. I'm changing it up you right now. Scared, that game is number one. Yeah. Hembo, so let it be written. We're changing it for radio. <laughs> Jets Super Bowl three is number one. Why didn't I trust my instinct? See, yeah. you know why? It's that damn social media. That's what happened. Yeah, I was afraid of everybody tweeting that I'm a homer. Yeah. What do you think of this, Dominique? Super, I'm, I'm changing it on the fly. What? Super Bowl three is number one. No, change it back. D. Wood is a Jet, too. He's also biased. I think uh, no, that the no. list was fine the way it was. The one thing, since, since, we're, since we're allowing biases to creep in, where is Malcolm Butler? The, possibly the greatest yeah. cornerback play in the history, getting that interception. And then when you get the story behind the way that they prepped for that play to make it happen, yeah. like it's a great story, a great moment, and as improbable a Super Bowl turn of events as we have. I mean, it's close to the helmet catch as far as being really special. And I'm getting depressed thinking about how much the Patriots dominate the NFL for the past 20 years. I, I, I agree. Here was my thinking. I'll be honest with you. You had the Malcolm Butler interception. You also had a tackle on the one-yard line that won yep. a Super Bowl for the Rams against Tennessee. Yep. Putting those, so those are the two great defensive yep. plays. I did not want to put three Brady games in the top five. I had to choose between yeah, them. Fair. I think that the 28-3 game and then the perfect season, I, had to, I, I just couldn't, find, I couldn't allow myself to put three Brady games in the top in five. In fairness, he's played in almost 20% of all Super Bowls. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, like 60%. You, you could, you I couldn't go to 60%. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, I would, that, that, the one they lost to the Eagles, was it back and forth, you know, haymaker after haymaker? Uh, I'll never forget. The, the, I, I mean, being there at the 28-3 game, I mean, like, that is an indelible memory, an all-time incredible game. The number of different things that ha- there you go, and this is That's the Eagle the Philly one, Philly. right? The Philly special. Was back in Minnesota. Nice weather was, that week. I think there was one punt in the game, yeah. right? And it was by uh, it was by the winning team, ironically enough. Yep. So yeah, no, I, I think it's. I, I, it, I've been to some some classics, but that one and the one where they came back twenty-eight to three. The number of different things that had to go right for them to to come back. Like, the number of two-point conversions they had to convert, right? Like, just doing the math as you went along, it never felt possible until all of a sudden it was. Well, let's have the one guy who's actually played in this game 
tell us his favorite moment. Of your all the things you remember about playing in the two Super Bowls you played, I don't mean that you nastily. Made him you <laughs> played in the, he would played in two Super Bowls. Just give the man some love. What's your favorite memory? Uh, it has to be Super Bowl 36 running out. Of- we all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The tunnel for introductions, I mean, it, it did, it, you know, that was a year, obviously, coming off of 9-11. Uh, we were actually playing the greatest show in turf. We played them, actually, during the regular season. We lost to them in Foxborough. Uh, we were 14 points underdogs in this game, and... Uh, I mean, it, it just doesn't get any better than that. That's so you that right in the my, front there, that was, right? Yeah, that was me right in the front, you know? What's that feeling? What What is that feeling like running out onto the field when, when they when they announce, and ladies and gentlemen, the New England Patriots, and that's you standing there. What is that like? Um, well, I think I might have been concussed going in, uh, running out there, because Brady was known to, like, headbutt you, like, to death. Yeah. And so he, like, gave me, like, the <laughs> tremendous headbutt, like, in the tunnel. So I was a little bit out of it. So pr- that's probably why my arms were <laughs> all out there. But it, there was no big – there was no better feeling. Tom, don't hurt our guy. Yeah. <laughs> better feeling, as far as I know. Uh, women's college basketball tonight, you will see Kiki Jefferson in number 16, Louisville, taking on Asia James at number 5, NC State at 7 Eastern tonight on ESPN2. Meanwhile, first takes coming up next here is the Sixers season over. Was it smart for Washington to hire Cliff Kingsbury? Molly, Stephen A., Mad Dog, D. Wood, Windy, and Saquon Barkley. We'll join the fun first take top of the hour here on ESPN. Get Up is brought to you by Walgreens. And the crew from First Take is getting ready to go from out in Vegas. We're headed over to ESPN Radio in a moment. You cover more World Series or Super Bowl? I think it's exactly the same as of last year. 13. 13, 13 of each. of each. Yes. Which one's more exciting? The Super Bowl. It's only one day. It's one day. All right. We will be on ESPN Radio in 60 seconds. First Take starts now. Get up. Get up. 